Simple Life Together, Episode 75, Four Things You Need to Consider When Choosing to Downsize and Simplify. Hi, and welcome back to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Well, 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 <laughs> welcome back to the show. I guess welcome us back to the show. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. A while yeah. <laughs> well, on the last episode, we talked about three simple living habits you can use right now. And those were habit one, when searching for solutions, start with yourself first. Habit two, establish and use frameworks. And habit three, lead others to simple living by leading yourself. So yeah, like I said, it's been a few months since our last episode, so hopefully you've had a chance to develop some of those habits through the holiday season and into the new year. But if you haven't, don't worry. You can start using them anytime, and I guarantee they'll serve you well on your journey towards simplicity. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about four things you need to consider when choosing to downsize. Actually, we're going to hone in on four areas of your life that will serve as your focus for downsizing. And we'll show you how we use these focus areas for some big changes coming up in our Simple Life together. Yeah, so way back in episode 65, we talked about strategic simple living, and we shared a few great tools that you can use to plan your simple living strategy. And specifically, we used the four-direction ideation tool of looking outward, inward, backward, and forward as lenses for developing your strategy. So... Vanessa, you remember that episode. Um, do you remember some of the things that uh, we used as our criteria when we uh, well, well, kinda, set that up? Kind of. I had to cheat a little now, bit. No, this, this was for our, our search for where we wanted yes. to live. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but I cheated a little bit and I had to go back and look at our actual show notes just to make sure that my memory was okay intact, right? right. Uh, <laughs> so, I would have done the same thing. So, okay. So here's exactly what we talked about on that episode. The first thing was a quality grocery store within walking distance. That's kind of huge for us. We like to be able to go and and walk and get, you know, access without having to drive a few miles. Yeah. So, you know, I think I ought to go back and set this up a little bit first. Okay. So um, currently we live in San Antonio, Texas, and we were were trying to find out or figure out where we wanted to live, you know, for the foreseeable future. We know we're going to be moving. And we were looking for um, an area that fit a bunch of criteria. Right, right. Right. So that's it. So again, you can read more about that on, at the show notes in, um, in episode 65. So with that in mind, you just said uh, a quality grocery store within walking distance. That was one of, right? Yeah, one of the things on our criteria list. Um, we wanted to be close to downtown shops like coffee shops and bookstores, diners, um, other local shops just, you know, to try to help support the community right, there, you yeah. know. And, of course, we like free Wi-Fi. That's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also like to live near water. Now, Dan and I aren't really ocean people, so what we meant by that was we like creeks or rivers or even a lake. It's nice. You right. Know, those are more up our alley. Um, we also wanted small acreage to, to maintain something around, uh, you know, a quarter to... A quarter acre to one acre max is yeah, all we're, we're looking for. Now, the last, the land that we had out in Texas Hill Country, that was four acres. Yeah. You know? We just don't really, we didn't really want that to maintain and all that. So. Yeah. Of course, another important criteria for us was good schools. We have a 17-year-old who's getting ready to graduate and go to school here in San Antonio or here in Texas, but we also have a seven-year-old who we also want to make sure that she has a good education. Right. So that was important. And if, and if the schools really weren't up to par, if everything else fit, in our, you know, on our criteria list, we wanted to make sure that there would be at least some good school uh, 
homeschool co-op, you know, opportunities if the school systems weren't that great. So, so that was something that we were looking at. We also prefer an empty lot to build to our exact liking. Dan and I really like to kind of design our own thing. And uh, so that would be kind of ideal if we could have an empty lot to build our own home. And we would like to have no size restrictions on the home. And for us, that meant small, not big, right. <laughs> which is actually what uh, one of the issues that we had with the land here is that the minimum to build was 2,000 square feet, and we wanted smaller than that. So um, now piggybacking on the home area, we would prefer not to have uh, HOAs, which is homeowner association fees. That would be nice. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I don't mind the fees as much yeah. as I mind their... The restrictions. The restrictions, right? yeah. On yeah. What, you know what and how we can build and whatnot. Right. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So, uh, um, you know, and, and just like you're saying, if if there is an HOA, hopefully we'd be able to have green and sustainable building techniques uh, and, and upgrades to the home. So, right. uh, another thing that we wanted to consider was reasonable tax rates. We want to make sure that our military retirement would be taxed, or and we wanted to, if there's going to be state taxes, hopefully those would be reasonable as well. Um, Local farmers markets, we love farmers markets, and it would be nice to have locally grown produce and things like that. So that was something that would be ideal. And Dan and I are very much outdoor people, and we love different outdoor outdoor activities. So we would like those to be easily accessible. You know, things like fishing, camping, hiking, biking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, and another thing important that another thing that would be important to us is you know local attitudes in the atmosphere. We want to be in a community that wasn't too stuffy. Uh, easygoing, where the community cares about taking care of and maintaining a safe and healthy place to live. So those were the criteria and the things that we talked about in episode 65. Yeah, that's a great list. So that's what we went forward on. And, and we're, that was our um, thing. Those are things that we looked at from the strategic standpoint mm-hmm. and figuring out an area that we'd like to live. And so armed with that and uh, th- those things and some other things, we checked out a few places during our summer travels. Uh, we got some great suggestions from SLT listeners and readers, and we also did some uh, some map recons, just like back in the military days, you know, um, <laughs> where we actually, uh, you know, busted open some some uh, Google Maps and things like. Actually, it was a lot more than maps; it was websites, and we just did a lot of research. You know, yeah. I'm a research guy, so um, did a lot of research on that, and so you kind of get the picture. But when it came to a decision point we used a different framework for evaluating our final choice. Mm -hmm. So initially going in strategically armed with all the information that we learned from the four direction ideation tool, we did our final. Can you, can you talk about that real quick? So the ideation tool is basically looking at things going forward, looking at things that work for you, looking backward and inward and outward. Inward and outward. Okay. So just kind of based off of your experiences and things that you want and need, that's kind of what that meant. And you can go back to the episode and listen more on that, but it really is kind of a, a neat tool and framework to look at things. So, right. But now what you're saying is that moving forward for that final decision, we used, this is the, what, what we're going to talk about today is the tool that we use for making the final decision, right? Right. Okay. So we did our final analysis through the lenses of the four major areas of our life, our home, our work, ourself, and our community. And I borrowed and tweaked some definitions for these from a course I took through Wharton taught by uh, Stu Friedman. And the key is that you define these areas yourself. And what works for you might be completely different from what works for us, and that's fine. But the goal is to achieve congruity between the areas and create what Dr. Friedman uh, from the Wharton School calls four-way wins. And what that means is if you make a decision 
uh, and it it can positively impact all four areas of home, work, self, and community. That's a four-way win. Now, all decisions can't be that. You know, some you may have to make a work decision that only positively impacts work and maybe doesn't positively impact the other areas. But what that does is it puts uh, one of those areas out of out of balance with the others. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to shoot for four-way wins. Right. And I think just even asking these questions, does, is this a win for all those areas? At least it gets you thinking right. a little bit, you know, and just be a little bit more aware of what your decisions are and the things that, to consider. It's going to probably set you up for better success on what you your final determination is going to be. Right. Yeah. And, and so if you can have a four-way win, that's awesome. And that's what you try to plan on and shoot for. So Dan, are you ready to say where we picked? I'm ready. Okay. It's going to throw some people. <laughs> people are going to be like, what? what? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. So you want me to say it? Or... Go ahead. Yeah, you say it. Okay. So the final place, the place that we decided to live is East Aurora, New York, which is a south town of Buffalo. Yes. The place that just got pummeled with snow this past winter is the place that we decided to call home. Absolutely. So, so Dan, I think you need to talk a little bit more about it because you've been, you're the research guy and you talk more about the history, but, uh, okay. Yeah. So should um, we tell the quick story about how it happened or just, yeah, what we'll do is, um, cause we're going to break each one of these, um, areas down so other people can use them. And we're, Absolutely. you know, our story is really just an example. So right. Right. Nobody cares where we're going to live. So, um, <laughs> but so yeah, we, we knew, uh, I'm originally from Buffalo. Um, actually Hamburg, New York, which is, uh, south of Buffalo. And, uh, I've always had family living in and around East Aurora and we used to go through East Aurora all the time. It's this beautiful little Norman Rockwellian village, right? And, um, as a matter of fact, they just finished filming a a Christmas movie there for next year. It's, I mean, it's that, it's that pretty, you know, and it's just that, uh, ideal small town atmosphere that we were, that we were looking for. And, as part of our criteria, we had a couple of towns that we that we used as a yardstick as we looked at other places. And one of the things we always said was we want it to be just like East Aurora. Just with milder winters. Which is milder winters, yeah. <laughs> that was it. It's like, if we could just find it just like East Aurora. Yeah. Just, so the, the only thing that was holding us back was the winters, really, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I know it's crazy. Nobody moves to Buffalo. But... <laughs> But we well, are. We're, we, we're not ordinary, Dan. We're not, we are not ordinary. We are so <laughs> looking forward to it. And uh, I'd never really thought that that uh, that would be some place that you'd be interested in going. But we go there in the summers every year. We always have such a great time. It's such a great city. And I think I'm the one that actually said, Dan, do you realize that East Shore fits the criteria, all the criteria that's on our list, everything? I could live here. I'm not afraid of the snow. We're still young enough now to, to tolerate it. And actually, we did... A little research on it, too, as far as talking to the local community of all ages. We talked to people of all ages there in East Aurora, and we asked them to tell us about the winters, because if that was the big thing holding us back, I I wanted to know why. Why? Well, what do the locals say? What do they think about it? And we got, actually, a lot of great, honest feedback. And we started the conversation just, well, tell us about your winters here. Not Not with any indication that we were thinking about moving there. We just wanted to ask and get an on, get honest feedback, right. and it was all very very positive. And so, well, not all, but well, I mean, some people they, they say well, yeah. the winters are long, but you know, as we considered all of that, 
we're like, well, the summers are really long here too. I mean, to the point where you really can't enjoy yourself outside as much as you would like it to. It's so hot and yeah. humid. Yeah. The kids are all indoors. And, and I think for kids in their youth, they need to be outdoors and enjoying and exploring yeah. and all that good stuff. So yeah. So a little bit yeah. more about East Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's a little, it's a little village and it's been around, uh, I think it was founded around 1815 and may actually be earlier than that. I, 1805 keeps popping into my head for some reason, but it's also the home to a simplicity movement, the Roycroft Campus Arts and Crafts Movement, um, started by Albert Hubbard back in um, the late 1800s, early 1900s. And, and it was kind of a, a community that was started post-industrial revolution, post-Victorian era to uh, get back to simplicity. And that still exists to this day. And so there's a lot of creative folks there. There's a lot of history um, there's a lot of people who think along the lines that we do in a lot of ways. And that spirit is really permeates through the community. And I didn't realize that until after, you know, we already decided to move there that, um, the arts and craft movement was a simplicity movement. I had no idea. So that's yeah. kind of, uh, ironic and beautiful and makes sense for us. <laughs> so yeah. how neat. it's pretty neat. So. And so as you, as you were going down your list, you mentioned so many things that, um, that just fit. So why don't we start with... Uh, well, I think the first area we need to start with is the home. Is that good? Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll start with that and then we'll break down each one of these areas. So in this area, the home uh, or family uh, can include the people or heck, if you have animals that are your family um, that you live with, your, your family of origin, such as your parents, your siblings or others, or your family of creation, your spouse, your partner, significant other, your kids and so forth. We include our physical home, too, in this area. Uh, for us, we want that to be an outgrowth of our relationship with all of those that are close to us. And it serves as a setting for us to interact with them. So we're very big about the home. Now, I don't really have a lot of roots places, you know, just because I grew up in a military family. But you have roots there, you know, as far as family of origin kind of deal. And so we have that as home. Um, but that, for me, as I grew up, uh, the home itself, like you said, we're focusing on the home itself. That's always been wherever we lived, we kind of f focus on the physical home. So the nice opportunity for us is that we'll be able to have both. Right. We get to create our own home and also have our family, our home and our family there too. Yeah, so. We'll have family three doors down from us, which yes. is awesome. <laughs> so now the specific area, talk, when you mentioned your list on things we were looking for, and empty, yeah. we found it, it was, it's so funny. It's, you set a goal on this is what you're looking for. Um, you know, it's going to come to you if you work hard enough, but we wanted an empty lot in a, in a walkable village, right? We're big on walkability. I love going to like walkscore.com and uh, we want to be able to walk down and pick up some food and our daughter's going to be able to walk to school for uh, elementary school and middle school, literally down the road, um, mm -hmm. and a couple blocks away. And so we found this lot. That now this village has been built out. People haven't really built in the village, uh, home wise. Um, it's very, very rare. And this lady had this lot that she decided to sell, and it looked like it was just um, uh, two very big side yards between two houses that were already there. Mm -hmm. And so she sold that lot to us. And so we're going to get to build the home that we want from scratch mm -hmm. uh, on this beautiful little lot on this terrific street. And yeah, and it was just by chance that we found out about the lot. Your your nephew, who's about the same age as us, um, he basically said, oh, 
you know, this is an empty lot and I think she's getting ready to sell. So there wasn't even a for sale sign out. Right. But Dan, of course, um, being the researcher and whatnot, he made contact and he's a, you know, Dan has had a wonderful conversation with her. And, and when he explained to her how we wanted to be part of the community and that he was going back home, you know, he'd been away and traveled the world in the military, but to come back to home, uh, she was really, really touched. And so she, yeah, she sold a lot to us. And so we get to build it from scratch. How amazing is that? (laughs) So like you said, you alluded to, we're going to have, um, not just the, not just the family and people side of, of home, but we're also going to be able to build a a home that we want that meets the criteria that we were looking for. There are some restrictions as far as, uh, you know, like any place you build has codes, but they're they're nothing that um, that we're not um, for anyway. You know, I mean, we want to, the home to fit in. It's a it's an established neighborhood. We don't want to put something there that's going to stick out. We want it to blend in and and enhance the community. We want to make it better. Um, we don't want to detract from the beauty that's already there. So that's that works for us fantastically. You know, and I think what's important to mention here too is that Dan and I were very, you know, to really sit down. And- think about what we wanted to be clear on that it was able to articulate that to builders and to and to do that research and see what would be available before we made a final decision so it's always good to kind of sit down really outline what's important to you for a home size uh, you know the sustainable building techniques and things like that and so I think that really helped us to make a decision too because we wanted to make sure that those would be options for us right so So that that rounds out the first area that you need to consider that's home and remember this is home as you define it all right, so moving on, the second area, the second area... Is work. Is work, right? Yeah. And, and again, that this could be different for everybody as well. But for most people, this is your job. It's what you do for a living. Or, you know, if you're in between jobs, it's what you're aiming to do next. So if you're in school, then consider school as part of your um, that work domain. And you can also include a, a wide array of things that you do as part of your career. So... Again, work as you define it. So, Vanessa, how do you think this is going to interact moving to East Aurora, New York? How is it going to interact us, with us from the work perspective? Well, I think of a couple different things. One is that, well, for us, we know that we work from home. Basically, we have our own businesses. But, but even if we didn't, um, the nice thing about Buffalo right now is that it's going through a growth spurt right now, and they're bringing a lot of different businesses in. And so, one, um, there is you know, opportunities there for either employment or, in our case, to, I think, network with other folks to build our own businesses. And right. so I think that's kind of a, that was definitely something we want to consider. You know, is there going to be, uh, you know, the, the work that we're doing, is there going, are we going to be able to work from there? Um, and are there opportunities? And for me, fortunately, I can pick up and organize wherever I want. <laughs> so yeah. there's, and there is a network of organizers there. So that's kind of neat. Right. So, yeah, I think you nailed it where we can either uh, meld into established businesses or we can um, kind of spread our wings on our own as mm-hmm. we do now. And, you know, we do a lot of the lifestyle business type of thing anyway. So, you know, that's one of the big detractors was, oh, you got to drive you know, dredge through the snow for six months out of the year. Well, we really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you do when you do client work, mm-hmm. but uh, that's not every day of the week. No, so. it's not. It's not. And if, you know, and if there's a big snowstorm, obviously we're like, well, let's just postpone. Right. Plus <laughs> let's we, reschedule. <laughs> plus we're working on some products coming down the line too to do more things uh, virtually. But yeah, so those are things that you want to consider is how is that, you know, how is the work going to 
play into your final decisions of, you know, when you want to downsize and, right. and move. And I think in the area, there's, such, there's a very nice mix of hot, very high tech right in our town is the headquarters for Fisher Price Toys, uh, a couple of defense contractors and so forth. But, uh, but most of the places and businesses around are, are small mom and pop shops, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. And um, there's so many places that you go, um, especially in the States these days, that are so homogenous where it's the same restaurants. You know, we've, we've mentioned a lot of times through our travels, you, you're stopped at a stoplight at one corner and you look around and on all four corners of the intersection, it's the same stores that were on the last intersection you stopped at, you know, and big box stores and the same chain restaurants and so forth. And that's just not at all like that there. And Tell the story about the Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. you mean when they had the Pizza Hut there in yeah. the village? Yeah. I mean, when they built a Pizza Hut there, this is when I still lived there. So it was 30 years ago. Um, but uh, it was the only Pizza Hut in the country that wasn't allowed to have a red roof. Because and they wanted to maintain that look and feel of, of the village. Of the village. They yeah. didn't want it to be detracted by a chain restaurant. And right. So and they've, they've kept a lot of big box stores out. Yeah. Um, and it's just a lot of uh, independent business owners that have their own special flair. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I just think that's awesome. It is. You know, that's what gives a small town that's close to a large city, Buffalo, uh, it gives it that special spice and flair that mm-hmm. make it unique. Yeah. And that's what I love about the city of Buffalo, too, is it's, um, you know, some people say it's unhindered by progress, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, th- you know, Buffalo, I think, is making a huge resurgence. It's going to surprise a lot of people, but it hasn't, um, it hasn't given up that fighting spirit and that individual flair that comes with small businesses, which I love. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. All right. Okay. So let's see. So we've already talked about the home and we've talked about work. Right. Now, the third area is we want to talk about community. And uh, so I think, Dan, share how we're defining that for us. Well, for us, community means friends, neighbors, social groups, religious institutions, charitable activities, political committees, you know, membership in different organizations, basically anything that bears impact on your world beyond your work and your family. We're looking to become more involved in our community, mm-hmm. which uh, East Aurora gives us a lot of opportunity to do. Yeah, I know, Dan, I have already talked in, uh, about ways that we can volunteer our services and our skills to the community to help them out and to continue to help those local owners and, um, and members and just kind of thrive. And Dan's even reached out to look at some businesses there to just with no agenda, but just to help with maybe podcasting, to get the word out, to share what you, to share about East Aurora and to share with the world what East Aurora is about and and things like that. So uh, again, with no agenda, but just to help support the community. And it's just kind of exciting to, to be able to do that and to think about that. Yeah. And you know, it kind of, it kind of falls in with the home aspect of it too. But as we were looking at designing our home, one of the things that both of us have um, have really pushed for, and it's one of the things that we definitely want to have, is a large front porch, because we believe that a front porch is that um, common ground almost between the community and your home, and that's where you you meet people in a, on a front porch. You wave to people mm-hmm. as they go by. You are uh, you get to say hello to them. They people don't feel bad stepping up to your front porch after you wave and then 
you know, a high turns into a conversation and a conversation turns into a relationship. And when people are all living in an area, all those relationships become a community. And, and that's what makes a neighborhood stronger. I think so, so too. Now, kind of a side note here, when I think about community, I think about recently, in a, I'm in a mastermind, and we were talking about, you know, uh, about our goals for the year, or things that we're thinking about, and about our desires. And one of the desires that I came up with, because anyway, it's a long story, but just basically, you know, trying to define where you want to go based off of your core desires. And one of my desires is to feel uh, a sense of belonging, a sense of community. And the reason why I think I want that, as I peeled the onion back was because I've traveled so much, um, you know, grew up in a military family, was in the military myself, and then, of course, um, a spouse and dependent of a military member, we've moved all the time. And so I could never really get, besides the whole military community, I never really had roots anywhere. And so I think I've just kind of been longing for that. But what was really interesting, and one of the cool things about a mastermind is that, or at least the group that I'm involved with, is that they'll have you look at it from a different angle, and they'll say, okay, if that's what you want, what are you doing now to be part of a community? And I'm doing a few things, of course, some of my volunteer work with NAPO and whatnot, and you know, sometimes with the school, but, uh, but it was very interesting, and I thought, you know, thank you. So what is it that we're doing? And already Dan and I are talking about how we can be part of a community. And so I, I would offer to anybody, you know, that's looking to be involved, if that's something that you're looking for, is really look at what are you doing? It's not just going to come to you. Really think of ways that you can be involved. What steps are you, you taking? If that's something that you're longing for, come up with some ideas on how to get involved and put yourself out there and, and at least just make the first move. And so anyway, I just kind of a side note, but I think that's really important. If that's something we want, what are you doing to try to make that happen? No, I think that's great. And, and you know, other things that are part of that, too, are um, you mentioned earlier, Vanessa, about the schools for Sunshine, you know, and uh, we knew the school system was good up there, but I didn't realize that uh, they were once again named in the top 1% of schools in the nation for the high school, which is fantastic. I mean, uh, if you were... If you're growing a plant, you want to put it in the best soil that you can. Mm-hmm. If you're growing a child, you want to put them in the best family environment, um, community, mm-hmm. and school that you possibly can. And so, um, thankfully, our kids are very smart, very intelligent kids, and, and they would probably thrive and flourish no matter where they were. But, uh, you know, my son's getting ready to go off to, to college, and I think he'll be excited about that once he sees a little bit more of the freedom that that, that offers. <laughs> He's got so much to offer the world. And I think Sunshine will be uh, is going to do well right there. She'll have cousins, a couple doors down, friends next door, all of that. You know, yeah. so, and they have a great school on top of that. And this is, there's so many other ways that, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I mentioned about the uh, the history of this little village before. People used to come from all over to to visit this little tiny village. I mean, there's been presidents, there's been uh, royalty. Thomas Edison used to go there. Um, Henry Ford, Harvey Firestone, Harry Houdini. They all came to to visit the uh, Booker. Uh, uh, bo- yeah, uh, Susan B. Anthony, Booker T. Washington. People yeah. used to come to this little village to visit, uh, specifically in this case, the Roycroft. Uh, there's you know, a president who's from there, Millard Fillmore. I mean, just people, it's just this tiny little village. It seems like this, um, uh, it's just like this little power base and there's something special about it. And that is not just because of it's, it's not just a geographic location. Yeah. It's because of the sense of community yes. that, mm-hmm. that is there, that was there then and is still there now. 
and yeah. we just want to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, and so that was that was definitely something that was important to us, and we looked at that and we thought about that before we made our decision. It was a very important piece to the final decision, and and being a part of some of the community activities that they've had there, as far as like their Fourth of July, so actually Third of July, celebrating the Fourth <laughs> yeah. of July celebrations. They have um, just different things that happened every year that get, they get involved with, like the Carol Cade during um, right there. They shut off the main street for. Before Christmas, yeah, yeah. Right for Christmas and Viddlers, which is a five and ten or five and dime, whatever you want to call it. But uh, they shut it shut it down and the community gets together. They serve hot cocoa and they sing Christmas carols together. Like and I think this last year they had like maybe two thousand people there yeah. celebrating. And that's community. I think that's just amazing. And they have well over a couple thousand people at the fourth of July parade and fireworks display. Sure. And then they have reunion weekend where folks from uh, graduates from all classes get together this one week <laughs> of the year. They all get together. And I just think that's really amazing. And they look forward to it. It's part of their seasons. It's part of their right. you know, their rituals and, and whatnot. It's just really kind of neat to be a part of that. Right. And this is, um, this is a, a community that's still very forward-looking. You know, it's not just some place that's always looking to the past and, and uh, you know, because that's not what we're about. You know, the mm-hmm. past is great. We love the past. I loved, his- I loved history and I love living in the present with a forward looking attitude. And I think uh, a good sense of community really does that. Yeah. Okay. So, Dan, uh, I guess we should move on to the last piece and right. that is self. Right. So we covered, um, we covered home, work and community and now moving on to self. And self includes your physical and emotional health, your intellectual and personal growth, your leisure, your spirituality, whatever you want to consider as part of, you know, growing yourself. And when I think about where we're going to, I would like to continue a lot of things that I started here personally, you know, walking and camping and all the things that you mentioned on on that initial list. Uh, I want to do that and more. There's a lot there that... um, is just easier to do than here because it's a very, very walkable community. Here, I just walk in our little neighborhood, and after you get outside the neighborhood, um, you know, just a bunch of fences through the gates. It's just a <laughs> bunch of fences, and it, I'm, I don't mean to take anything away from where we live right now. It's a great place, but we're just looking for something different. And now, granted, I won't be able to walk as much in the wintertime unless I get a really good pair of snowshoes and get provision. Yeah, we're going to do cross-country skiing. Do some skiing and all that, which I used to do all that when I was a kid. But, you know, I've been gone for almost 31 years. Yeah, and and it's going to be exciting. And so mentioning that you've been gone for 31 years, when you last, when you were last really living there, did you even have your own car or, I mean, maybe for a short (laughs) period of time? But now you're going to be able to... It's it's actually like you get to explore even more right. because you were limited as a teenager, right. you know. I mean, and I think, you know, Dan, you and I are very interested in in growth, folks that um, that are interested in new things. And I think, you know, the research that we've done on Buffalo, mostly that you've done and shared with me, <laughs> is that Buffalo is, you know, going through a resurgence, and and that is to me very very exciting. We like that, you know. Uh, we think that you know, progress is good and just kind of staying in tune with the times and things like that. And I think that they are bringing it back and they really are getting focused on that. And I'm excited to be part of that. Yeah. So that is, so again, I guess the whole point is, is really being in touch with, with what's important to you. Right. You know, how are you going to have your own self growth, whether that's through schools and again, there's opportunities there for us. What is it that you need for your own personal growth? You know, I know that for us, for Dan and I, that, you stop learning, you start dying. That's kind of our philosophy. That's not everybody's philosophy, but I think that we really like to kind of 
learn and grow and be challenged. And I think that we're going to have that there. Right. So that was important to us. So I mentioned earlier about the concept of four-way wins, uh, which is uh, what this Dr. Friedman uh, recommends, that the more you can get a four-way win, uh, the more four-way wins you have, the more uh, together your plan is. And Mm -hmm. so Looking at some of these things from the aspect of four-way wins, one of them that I that uh, under self, which uh, one of the things I mentioned was was leisure time. If I take my habit of walking as a leisure activity to build myself, you know, it's also a physical fitness thing, but it builds me. But as I'm walking around and I'm interacting with people on my walk, that interacts community, mm-hmm. right? And it may. If I'm, you know, right now I, I do deal with some businesses and uh, about their online presence and, and from a marketing aspect and so forth. If I see things that are out on my walk that I can, you know, I notice a company, a new, new business starting up and I offer to help them on their, you know, looking at their website or their online presence or something, that impacts the work aspect of it, mm-hmm. right? And then if that, if that business thrives, it can help impact the community. Mm-hmm. So something like that could be something as simple as a walk could turn into a four-way win, yeah. which, which I think is really cool. And another thing that it kind of it directly melds with community, but there's a little theater there that has its own theater house in a park, and they do a couple plays a year, you know, and everybody goes to see, and they get great reviews, but I would love to be a part of that. You know, I'm uh, here. I've, I've done a lot of things with, um, you know, tools. I can help to make sets. Yeah. I don't know how much of an actor I would be, but uh, I would love to be involved in helping set that up. So that, that helps me. It's some personal growth. It's community involvement. Mm-hmm. and uh, Potentially work growth, too. You know? Yeah, you never know. And so I, it's aiming for a lot of those different four-way wins. And and here's another one. I hate to keep hitting it, but um, the uh, from I think the it's four- good to have examples, though. It is, but they just got the um, they just went through a huge campaign to develop a food co-op there. Yes, right. And so, looking at like a food co-op aspect of it, I would uh, I would that was part of our goal was to have access to places that have you know fresh fruits and vegetables, and meats, and so forth from local farmers, local sources. And so now this thing is going to be up and running. It's within walking distance from our house. Uh, I would love to walk up there, get some fresh stuff to juice or some meat for the grill, right? And interacting with the business, you know, it's a social thing because you invest in a Mm co-op and you volunteer time in a co-op. But just having that and then bringing that stuff back to the house for us to eat, that it impacts everything that we do. It's a four-way win. And I would love to help volunteer there, and heck, maybe even do a podcast with them. I, uh, you know, I reached out to the Roycroft. I haven't heard anything back yet, but seeing about maybe if they would like to do a podcast, I would love to help them do that. Yeah. So um, there's just a lot of opportunities, I think, for four-way wins. And through all of this, we still have people here that, and family and friends here in San Antonio that will be able to come up and visit us that, that have been there before. And mm-hmm. like your mom and dad who live close to us here, they are completely supportive of us. They can't wait to get rid of us. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they're excited to come visit. To come visit, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And then yeah. my ex, my son's mom, you know, yeah. she she is looking forward to coming to visit, and and we look forward to visiting back here. And actually, I'll be closer to my sister, who I'm very very close with, and so they live in the uh, 
in the D.C. area. Yeah, Rockville, Maryland, D.C. area. And so they're uh, much closer than right. in San Antonio. So, again, it's that whole family community thing. It's going to be very nice. So hopefully these four areas make sense and this whole four-way win makes sense to you. And Yeah, so, you know, when you think about it, these four areas that we used and we considered to for downsizing our own life you know, you can apply these to a lot of different areas of your life, even if you're not downsizing, even if you're just simplifying your life. Right, and in a lot right. of cases, we're just moving, you know, we're not down. There's some areas of our life that are going to downsize quite a bit. But there's other areas that we're just picking up from one location and moving to another. Mm-hmm. And it just helps to have, we talk about it all the time, having a framework, a framework. to mm-hmm. look through. And that's that framework of, of home, community, work, work and self. And self. Mm-hmm. So. So that's it. The four life areas that we considered and analyzed as we downsized our life. So using the four main areas of your life, home, work, self, and community, what decisions could you make to achieve more four-way wins? Are you considering downsizing or a big move in your future? If so, we'd love to hear about it and what tools you're using to make your decisions. Leave us a comment at simplelifetogether.com forward slash zero seven five. (laughs) <laughs> All right, good stuff. So that's uh, that's a great tool that you can use, and, um, and we we delivered on our promise that we posted on our Facebook page uh, or the Edit Forget It page, I think, that we owed you an answer. We uh, owed an update. <laughs> an update. We, on we sure where did. We decided to we move sure to. So so we also got some feedback recently in iTunes. Really, some just fantastic things that people had to say, and we're just going to hit four of them. And Vanessa, mind if I, I'll take the first one? Okay. Sure. All right, this one is from Jody Algara. I think I'm saying that right. And she says, uh, thank you. I have never left a review for anything. I am a woman who was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult and have been struggling my entire life to find help with organization. I listen to podcasts, read books, pray, take medication, and nothing has ever hit home and helped me as much as one listen to this podcast. You made me feel like my life struggle with chaos can be maintained and even defeated. No joke. This was the best podcast I have listened to yet. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's, I read that. It blew me away. Well, I love hearing that because I do work with a lot of folks with ADHD and it's just really nice to get, you know, you know just to hear that from somebody yeah. to, to say that does help to Thank simplify. You. Yeah. So the next one is from Lund 8 Thank you so much for putting out this podcast. I found it just 10 days ago and downloaded a handful that had intriguing titles. After listening to those, I went back to episode one and have listened to every one. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two little girls and love the wisdom you've shared about establishing goals, living intentionally, and clearing the clutter in all aspects of life. I've often found myself just floating and will be working to put together a plan with my husband of what we really want our life to look like and how we want to spend our time. Thank you. Thank you for the content you shared. I will look forward to any episodes you air in the future. Oh, that's great. So thank you so much. All right. And the next one um, is from Simply Clearly Laura. Uh, Fun to listen to and motivated me to simplify life. And she writes, I learned about Dan and Vanessa Hayes and Simple Life Together on the podcast Value of Simple. So I thought I'd download their podcast and give it a go. I decided to start with episode 55, The Seven Habits for Highly Effective Simplicity, and was very impressed with how entertaining Dan and Vanessa are to listen to, as well as that they were able to motivate me to continue on with my simplifying and consider some new approaches. I appreciated them sharing their five pillars with me, even though that was not the main focus of the podcast. 
I subscribe to their feed and I'm looking forward to catching up on past episodes as well as listening to their current. Highly recommend. Well, oh, thank you very much. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. We, we've, um, you know, I know we haven't been putting out as many shows as uh, we used to, but that's, we've got a lot, have a lot of stuff going on right now. And, um, but we, it's not, it's something that we miss when we don't do it. Yeah, it sure is. And we, um, and we feel like not only do we have some things that we want to share, but uh, we feel like we owe we owe an episode, you yeah. know, from yeah. time to time. All right. Okay. And so the final one is by Sherry Carver. She's just, she's, she's just awesome. awesome. We always say that she's left a few um, comments and such a great supporter. And she's, she's amazing. And she said, simple life defined. While it is tough not hearing this podcast every week, I am so happy that Dan and Vanessa have found a way to continue with their great information and ideas for a simple life with a decision to record spontaneously while they are exploring new directions, they still convey their ability to support each other and keep a positive outlook while researching new ways to fulfill their individual ideas and their family priorities. I am happy to hear their progress whenever they want to record. They are truly letting us in on the secret to happiness. Change it up and explore new adventures. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. And of course, you can always stay in touch with Sherry at SherryLCarver.com. Yeah. And we also had a couple of comments that I wanted to highlight from the blog. And... Um, the first one is from Henrika in France, who wrote about adopting a walking habit, and also to Katie in Okinawa, who's looking for an apartment there. And I kind of vectored Katie into my old apartment, and hopefully she's found a nice place to rest her Aww. head. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Henrika was listening to the episode about my walking habit, and she's developed a walking habit, too. So oh, good cool. on her. So, and finally, I'd like to thank those who have used our free website guide uh, to start their own website. I ha we haven't talked about that in forever, but um, we get a little commission when you use our links and it costs you nothing. And if you're considering starting your own site, go to simplelifetogether.com forward slash website for our free and very comprehensive guide to build your own site. It'll save you tons of time searching around the internet and trying to figure everything out for yourself. And I just never mentioned that anymore, but uh, over the last uh, few weeks, we've had a couple of people use it and, you know, we get a little commission from that and it helps them get their site going. So nice. I thought I'd bring it up. Nice little surprise when you wake yeah. up and see that yeah. <laughs> in the morning, right? Yep. Okay. Remember, you can find all our contact info at simplelifetogether.com forward slash Vanessa or simplelifetogether.com forward slash Dan. And so that's it for episode 75 of Simple Life Together. Whether you're downsizing or not, take some time to examine your life from the four main areas of home, work, self, and community. What are some ways you can achieve more four-way wins? We know people love to share stuff by email and social media that they know others will enjoy, but also that makes them look smart and in the know. <laughs> and if you've listened this long to Simple Life Together... Well, then we probably fall into those categories for you as well. So share simplelifetogether.com with a friend. They'll love it and you'll look smart too. <laughs> and take a minute to give a rating and leave a comment on iTunes. If you're not sure how, just go to simplelifetogether.com forward slash iTunes and there's a quick how-to for you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your Simple Life Together. Together.